0: As it's Tim and this is wrestling on as it's Friday. And this is the wrestling wrap up a handful of news brought to you in one easy to watch video. I'm here. Luke's here over here with me. We're going to talk about a number of different stories as we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stories. And then we're going to do our crown jewel predictions for tomorrow at the end of this video, this podcast, Whatever you want to call it as well. So we will be doing that along with giving you some of the news. As far as the news does go. We're going to talk about a number of different injuries in pro wrestling. We're going to talk about Crown Jewel tomorrow, of course. We're going to talk about Ric Flair signing a multi-year deal with AEW and how that kind of came together. We're going to talk about a potential big return tomorrow for WWE getting Crown Jewel. And we're also going to talk about Dragon Lee signing a new contract with WWE. we got all of that and more right here. On the wrestling wrap up, but Luke, we haven't seen you since Monday.
1: How's your week been? Well, uh, my week's been pretty, pretty good. You know, didn't really have to do a whole lot as far as school does go. Nice. And It's been a while. It's been a while since I've done the wrap up. Been a while since I did a proper wrap up.
0: To be completely honest, I've been i l- I've been more busy in the mornings recently than I normally have been. So I'm glad that. You know, when you said last night you were like, "Hey, you're going to do the wrap up. I might be available." I'm like, "All right, I'm going to prioritize to make sure we get this show in." Cuz it's a fun to do with the co-host, fun to do with you, and just I think it comes off better when it's more than just me anyways, talking the news and giving just my opinions, but regardless, we got a lot of things to talk about. We got stuff coming up tomorrow. We got a big also, not just crown jewel tomorrow but there's a big if not like the last i think it's the last big new japan show that could really be setting up a lot of things for wrestle kingdom which i believe the john moxley great okan match tomorrow which actually it might be tonight i gotta check time wise it might be tonight actually i don't i don't know because the time difference i think that in turn by the end of it maybe setting up moxley and will Ospreay for wrestle kingdom that should be good that should be a really good right. match. That should be a fun match. And I think, um, well, actually, I won't. I won't get into Okada stuff for Wrestle Kingdom because we're going to talk about it here in the injury report because he was probably going to face Danielson, and now that might not be likely. But regardless, a lot of big wrestling coming up this weekend. A lot of big wrestling coming up in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to talk about all of it. Right here, wrestling wrap-up. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining us here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel 1.0 of two different ways you can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with amazon prime because remember if you have amazon prime then you have prime gaming prime gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games free stuff for games and you always get one free subscription to any twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month and i'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here pro wrestling Unlimited. also remember head over to youtube hit that join button and become a channel member 2024, I plan to have a lot more Patreon and channel member exclusive and early access content coming out. I am this month going to put out a retrospective history video of Edge Adam Copeland's last run in WWE. So that will go out early access for Patreon and member subscribers. And then everybody else will get it normal on YouTube. Also, don't forget, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Fortnite OG is out. New season of Fortnite dropped this morning. You're going to want to get that Battle Pass. And when you do, use this code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout. Maybe you don't want the Battle Pass. Maybe you want 11 from Stranger Things. Steve Harrington from Stranger Things out of the item shop. Well, when you do, use this code right here, PWUNLIMITED, for all your Epic Games and Epic Game Store purchases. Whether you're buying a new game like Alan Wake 2, getting something like Inspector Gadget, Mad Time Party, claiming the new free game, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, and so much more. Use this code right here, PW Unlimited at checkout. Also, I don't know what Turnip Boy Evades Tax, uh, commits tax evasion is, but I'm claiming that right now because I'm playing that later. Like, what the hell is Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion? This is, hold on. I think we may need to watch this. This is weird. We're going to watch this on stream really fast. I know it had nothing to do with wrestling, but what the crap? Hold on. I'm going to pull this up on the screen because this is weird. It also says uh, this contains oh unrated content. Okay, hold on. Let, let's see what this game is. Turn up boy commits tax evasion. Video froze. One epic. There we go. I don't know what this is, but it looks kind of cool. It's just like a top down explorer game.
1: But the whole premise of. All right, we'll go with that. The whole premise of. Go for it. It doesn't even look like anything to do with taxes.
0: I, we don't know the story of it, but all you guys do this, watch, click get. Then right here where it says enter creator tag, go PW unlimited. Doesn't cost you anything and it supports us and it supports us. So with that, I'm going to try that game out later. Actually later, I'm going to play Fortnite because the new OG season's out. Use our code for that. Get the battle pass. But with all of that, we got news to talk about. We got injury news to talk about, unfortunately. This all does come via Ian Carey of Wrestling Observer and FRW online, as he's got a number of different stories kind of wrapped up into one here, coming out of Dave Meltzer's Wrestling Observer newsletter overnight. Dave Meltzer provided injury updates for several wrestlers in today's Wrestling Observer Newsletter. AEW injuries. Uh, let's see. Whoa, I clicked the button and everything just went topsy-turvy. Hold on. Here we go. AEW injuries to top names such as Bryan Danielson, Adam Cole, and John Moxley have resulted in creative changes for the company. Meltzer writes that multiple injuries have had a, quote, domino effect on AEW's booking plans. Quote, the injury situation has greatly affected the booking as so many plans are made, as so many plans are made and have to be changed. And when they are changed, it's smart. It's start from scratch and develop new plans. Especially since Danielson, Cole, and John Moxley were all figured into key things, and so much had to be changed, which created a domino effect on all the plans. Regarding the broken orbital bone, Danielson suffered in the match with Andrade Alitolo on October twenty first. Now, before I read any further into this. There are two conflicting reports here, and I'm going to read Fightful's report first because sequence of events. Fightful says that the injury happened at the beginning of the match. Dave Meltzer says the injury happened at the end of the match. Fightful states. Um, Danielson told several he actually the injury actually happened on the opening collar and elbow tie-up when Danielson caught an errant elbow or forearm. Well, basically what happens is, it's not a tie-up, or maybe it was supposed to be, and they shifted on the fly, but Andrade gets Danielson in a key, like a wrist lock, and when he does, his arm comes like this around, and it's the forearm or the elbow catches Brian in the face. Brian goes down, he's got his arm like this in the wrist lock, and he's holding his left eye. Well, Meltzer says that the injury came at the end of the match, with about a minute left. Danielson kicks Andrade a couple of times. Andrade shoves Danielson off, and then he goes for the spinning back elbow. And when he does, he hits the elbow and they clonk heads. As you hear, I think it's Kevin Kelly on commentary, go, do they hit heads? And Danielson falls down into the corner, holding the left side of his face and his left eye. So we don't know exactly where in the match that the injury happened. I have a video up on Twitter right now, twitter.com forward slash Timmy buddy with both videos. So you guys can see for yourself, which one you think the injury did come in. So um, it says more on this writing from F4W online. AEW is hopeful. Danielson will be ready by the end of the year, but his involvement in Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th, 2024 is now in doubt. So what do you think of all these AEW injuries before we get into any of these other ones? changing a lot of plans. Now, we know Adam Cole's going to be gone for quite a while. Adam Cole could be gone for like seven months, six months maybe, because he needs multiple ankle surgeries. And then Moxley, he's, he's ready to return to action, so he's good to go. But his did change a lot of things, because going into full gear, it was supposed to be him as the champion, Orange Cassidy as the challenger. Now that's flopped. What do you think of all these AEW injuries? Also, one that Meltzer didn't mention, but Excalibur mentioned on Dynamite, he said, Chuck Taylor is not here tonight due to injury. That's another one. Chuck Taylor's also injured.
1: All I got to say is, there, right now, there's way too many AEW injuries. Oh, yeah. Now, Adam Cole's was a freak accident. So, like... Well, there... So like,
0: Danielson's too. I mean, he was taking a normal move in a match. Yeah, but... I get what you're saying with Cole. He just... Jumped off the
1: ramp like anybody would have done. Yeah. But. And it really sucks for Danielson. Because you know he just got back from injury yep. not too long ago. Now he's hurt again. Like jeez. I feel like ever since he, he like started in AEW. He's been hurt. Good portion of it I would say. Some sort of. So, whether, it's,
0: whether it's the arm. Now the eye. The concussion. So
1: yeah. He's, he's getting hurt a little too much I would say in AEW. So when he returns, hopefully he stays healthy for a while. But as far as like, because I think it was
0: Shivani on the Control Center video said we're hopeful that he returns by the end of the year. So does that mean the World's End show on December 30th? Maybe he can be back by? That's what it sounded like to me. That's what they're hopeful for. That he can be on that last pay-per-view of the year, but We'll have to wait and see. We don't know anything further, I think. Well, actually, yes. Giovanni also said he did have surgery on the orbital bone, so he did undergo surgery. Because Ryan Alvarez told the story that he suffered a broken orbital bone in like 2007, didn't have surgery, and was able to come back to wrestling within a month. So it seems like Danielson is worse than that.
1: Yeah, like, with the amount of like AEW wrestlers that's been hurt in a while, hopefully, when they come back, hopefully they stay stay healthy for a while. Right. So, that was kind of my biggest. That was kind of my biggest concern with like Adam Copeland joining AEW. With the amount of like people that get hurt there, like I'm hoping they take good care of them. Well, if you look at it, he's only worked one match, so they're not having him work a lot. But yeah, normally like. And, like, a lot of matches that AEW wrestlers do have, like, normally, Tony's like, you, you guys can do whatever you want and yeah. stuff. So, hopefully, he doesn't, like, overdo it. Right. Well, actually, I'll talk about that
0: when we get to Ric Flair in the next story. Because Ric Flair talked about some of these guys trying to do too much and do things that they really shouldn't be doing. But as we move forward, mercedes Monet has been out of action with a broken ankle since the New Japan resurgence show back in May. Meltzer writes, there are no plans for her return to both New Japan or Stardom anytime soon, stating, quote, While this can change, right now there are no dates scheduled for Monet with New Japan or Stardom, or for a singles match with Julia for the title that was created for Monet and planned for when she was ready to return. Evidently, when she's ready to return, they have to decide on cost and dates. Now, we did see... Mercedes was at new or not new Japan uh a w all in back in August, and she had a boot on her foot. but we have seen since she did some like Instagram live interview thing, and she didn't have a boot on her foot so I don't know if she just had the boot on her foot because she was traveling and needed it for all the walking around she was doing and didn't need it for this new thing or if she got the boot taken off because she's healing healing up, but I would have thought the ankle thing unless she's got like an Adam Cole ankle injury where it just exploded in multiple parts in multiple pieces. That's why she's out so long. Cause the way they made it sound originally, Oh, she's just slightly broke her ankle. She's going to have surgery and she'll be back soon. But it seems way worse than be back soon. Cause it's been June, July, August, September, October. It's been six months now, November, almost six months. And she hasn't done anything or teased anything or said anything.
1: I mean, uh, the only thing she really has been doing is like, He's, like, doing, like, meet and greets and stuff at, yeah. like, certain conventions. Right, and speaking of that, Comic-Con,
0: New York Comic-Con, she wasn't seen with a boot on her foot there either. So, that, that's a
1: good sign, I would say. Good sign. Oh yeah, the biggest one out of that one is that a fan tried to, like, argue with her, saying, like, the reason why she left WWE and stuff. Mm, no, she tried to argue with the fan. The fan
0: said something, and she argued with him. That wasn't the fan, because the fan said one sentence, and didn't say another word. That was all her getting up on her high horse. And then you can see why WWE didn't, want, didn't care to retain her. when, like, They tried to get her back, but it wasn't high priority apparently. And we know why. Because uh, look at the way she treats fans.
1: But like, still, you shouldn't say, something, say stuff like that or shouldn't like assume like that. Who the fan? I mean, yeah. He just said I'd, I'd say, what he read. In I'd the- say they're both. I kind of feel like they're both at fault, though. Well, he was just... Basically, he was asking him...
0: Bas- so, if you think about it, he was just asking her, hey, is this true what I read? She never said yes, and she never said no. So, yeah, look at it like that, too. She never said no. But the way that she snapped back at the fan like that, like, yeah, that's... that. I, I say that was more wrong on her than the fan because the fan was just saying hey I read this is it true did you leave WWE because creative and she goes excuse me and and she just goes off on the fan and the way she was like well JJ like that was rude as shit yeah the way she said it was kind of
2: rude but I don't know so
0: as far as a few other injuries do go uh, ba, 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 ba. Liv Morgan has been out of action since July with a shoulder injury. Now, we did hear yesterday, I think it was, or two days ago from Mike Johnson, PW Insider. He stated that she's supposed to go get checked out this month in Birmingham, Alabama, as far as see the prognosis of the shoulder injury and when she can finally return. Right now, there is no timetable on Liv Morgan and her return. Remember, she's injured both shoulders now this year. First injured the left shoulder, then she injured the right shoulder. So it's not like she had two injuries to one. She injured both of them. And Meltzer did right that she is expected back soon, but it's unclear what soon really means. Also, another wrestler expected back soon from injury is Bandito. Bandito is expected to return to AEW very soon. He suffered a Triangular fibrocard. I'm going to butcher this. Fibrocartilage. Fibrocartilage complex injury. Bones that connect the forearm and the wrist. In a match with Konosuke Takeshita back in June. Benito has been booked for a show in December, and Meltzer writes that he's likely just a few weeks away from returning to the ring. He is working a show in Mexico on December 9th. And then finally, Sammy Guevara, which I'm moving a couple things around in our rundown. So I'm going to go straight into the Sammy thing. Dave writes that Sammy Guevara also provided an update on his condition recently. He has been out of action since Wrestle Dream suffering a concussion and apparently he is being booked by AEW for a show in 2 weeks. He's going to be in that 8-man street fight. But Sammy himself move on over to this news story. Sammy Guevara provided an injury on his or an update on his current injuries stating the following. Someone on uh, Instagram asked him, hey, when are we getting Sammy Guevara back in the ring? Sammy simply responded with, man, I wish I had an answer. I'm still not cleared. This is from yesterday. Yet he is booked for an eight-man tag on Dynamite in two weeks. Is he lying to us? Or is Tony booking him in a match, hoping he's going to be able to make the match?
1: I don't know if I mean complete. Maybe Tony thought that like he was going to be back in time, but maybe Sammy's still unsure. But that's the thing. It's a
0: concussion. It's not like a broken
1: arm when they say six weeks. And so you say,
0: Oh, he's supposed to be back in six weeks. Concussion is day to day. As we learned with Adam Cole, as we've learned with a lot of different sports athletes over the year. To uh, a uh, Alex Bowman suffered a concussion last year. I mean, Kurt Busch suffered a concussion that ended his NASCAR career last year. So, yeah, I don't know what to think of this one. Sammy is stating that he's not cleared. This was, as of yesterday, he posted this. So Thursday, not like before Dynamite, and then he got cleared and they made the match. This was after Dynamite. This was the day after Dynamite that he he posted this. So it's like, oh, Tony's hopeful. With a concussion, don't be hopeful. Just take it day by day, and go from there. So, <sighs> now if he doesn't get cleared in the next two weeks, do they change the the street fight? Do they pull somebody from the babyface side, or do they add somebody new to the heel side? That's the big question. Because if Sammy doesn't get cleared, Sammy ain't working the match.
1: Well, another thing is they don't really take concussions lightly anymore. No, because think about when like when Christian was in WWE. He, like when he suffered like multiple concussions, and then I think when he had like his third one, I believe WWE like, all right, that's it, you're done. Yep.
0: And also, they're not going to take concussions super not lightly anymore after Moxley. And Moxley went on his rant about, oh, they should have stopped my match. They should have came and checked on me when I was messed up at the beginning of that match. So, like after Moxley came out and talked crap, basically. Saying AW needs a better policy on concussions during matches, suffered during matches. They're gonna, you know, go way harder into making sure people don't come back too early, people don't get, you know, get checked on during because if you look at I mean the perfect example here is you look at Ray Phoenix and John Moxley. Moxley was injured like two minutes into that match, if not even sooner, wrestled the whole match with a concussion. They didn't check on him, they didn't stop the match, didn't this, didn't that. Fans came at me saying, well, Moxley wouldn't have let him stop the match. Moxley would have kept on going. Then Moxley comes out and says, no. I wish they would have came and checked on me. I wish they would have came and said, you can't keep going and this and that. Like Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. There was a fear that Rey suffered a concussion during that match when his head bounced off the ramp and they just stopped the match. And basically... That's what they need to start doing in AEW, and Mox is a proponent of that. So, I think going forward, when guys have concussions, they're going to be even more cautious in that route. So, yeah, take this how you guys want. Sammy said he's not cleared, but Tony Khan's still booking him for a match in two weeks on Dynamite. A hardcore match. A street fight at that. So, as we move forward, I'm pulling up the press release here, because it was announced yesterday by All Elite Wrestling that, well, WWE Hall of Famer and the, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, has actually signed a new contract with All Elite Wrestling. So We have the press release here, I'm going to read part of it, because there's a lot of just mumbo jumbo in it, but I'm going to read parts of this, and then I'm going to recap and tell you what... Rick said about this and some other things when he was interviewed yesterday by Dave Meltzer, but the press release reads as, quote, AEW CEO Tony Khan announced a multi-year deal with Hall of Famer Nature Boy Ric Flair, who surprised fans in attendance and viewers at home during last week's or last Wednesday's AEW Dynamite show in Philadelphia, marking his historic return to TBS by appearing as Khan's, quote, special gift for the icon Sting. Flair's debut. Excuse me. Flair's debut comes on the heels of his longtime friend Sting's impending retirement announcement, which will culminate with the Icon's final match at AEW Revolution in 2024. Over the course of their 30-year history, Flair and Sting have shared incredible rivalries, monumentous matches, and respected friendships. Khan also has announced that Flair's Woo Energy will become the exclusive energy drink of AEW. During AEW show dates, select host venues will carry the clean energy drink at concession stands for fans to enjoy. In addition, the beverage will be stocked in wrestlers' locker rooms and will be seen on the announcer's desk during live broadcast. Fans watching at home can experience Woo Energy by ordering it at WooEnergy.com. That's Woo with five five zeros. Woo with five zeros. So as far as all this does go, and then there's quotes here from Rick and Tony and Rick Flair's business manager or business partner, but that's n- neither here or there. So basically what Rick stated on this. So Dave goes at the very end of the interview when Rick's like, hey, uh, Chad, his business partner, Chad's got to go. So can we wrap it up? And they're like, yeah, 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 sure, Rick, sure. They did about 54 minutes or so. And... Dave goes, one more question, one more question. So, are you just on TV through March for the Sting retirement? And Chad, the business partner, goes, what's well, a two-year deal? And Dave goes, for the sponsorship? He goes, well, for the sponsorship and Rick's contract. So, Rick Flair has signed a two-year deal with All Elite Wrestling. We don't know the money or anything, but according to a new report from Fightful, they are stating that um it's kind of like Slim Jim and Randy Savage in WCW the advertiser sponsorship money coming in from the Woo Energy is actually just going to be allocated back to paying Rick Flair's AEW contract AEW may not have to put any of their own money into paying Rick now here's another interesting thing take don't don't think of this as the AEW thing like this is think of what I'm about to say is in context before the AEW deal. Ric Flair said with his new cannabis line and the energy drink, he is making three times as much money as he ever made at his highest in in pro wrestling. Think about that. With his cannabis and his energy drink, he is now making three times the amount of money he ever made wrestling.
1: That's crazy. I feel like I feel like the only reason why he might be in AEW maybe for like AEW as like a publicity thing because like oh we have like Ric Flair one of the greatest of all time now signed with AEW like ESPN did an interview with Ric Flair talking about like him and AEW so maybe this is like a publicity thing. When was the ESPN interview? I think like I could sit either the same day or the day after. Well, I know he did he like three like, or four different
0: interviews. He did like three or four different interviews yesterday. I only listened to the Meltzer one. But, so Rick, here's the interesting thing, though. Rick said that, because Dave asked him, how did this all come to be? He said that he knew that Tony always wanted Rick to be part of AEW. And Rick said, I actually went to WWE first and asked them if they wanted to partner with the energy drink. WWE told him no, because they already have an official energy drink with C4. He then took it to Tony Khan, he said Tony Khan jumped all on the idea. Also, Ric Flair appeared on Dynamite last Wednesday. <coughs> Rick actually said the deal didn't get signed. It wasn't all put in place or anything until 8 p.m. the night before. Everything gets signed, everything gets finalized. And then Rick goes, Oh, by the way, we need you uh, at Dynamite tomorrow. Tony tells him. Literally the night before. Like late that night, eight o'clock. Like, he said it, and Dave goes, What? And Chad's like, Yeah. It was like past eight o'clock at night, everything got finalized, and then they were they told us Rick needed to be in town. Like, that's the last minute kind of thing. But regardless, so hold on, hold up. What now that I'm thinking about it, what if Rick said, I can't make it? Tony was advertising this big sting surprise gift all week not having rick locked down was rick not the original plan or was rick always the original plan With tony just assuming and hoping it was going to be rick because rick said i didn't even know they wanted me at dynamite until everything got signed that night before at 8 p.m again what do we say about tony Khan and his shoddy booking
1: am i wrong not wrong if it was i mean if it wasn't rick like who do you think it would have been oh arn because he's already there probably working backstage i have
0: no yeah, clue but, that, but i didn't think about that a up down up down, surprise though right but i didn't think about that till just right now like tony shivani's out here on the control center and doing uh his podcast saying oh this is going to be a A gift that no one's ever gotten in pro wrestling before. So they were always under the impression that it was going to be Rick. What if the deal didn't come together and Rick didn't sign it that night? Then they'd be screwed. Kind of looking for something else. I don't know. That's an interesting one to think about. I didn't think about that while listening to the podcast. I thought about it right now. Also, Rick was asked during the, the interview about current wrestling. Basically, Rick was like, yeah, there's a lot of good matches in wrestling right now. He's like, AEW has good matches. WWE has good matches. He said, we had Kenny Omega and MJF last week that was really good. We had Andrade and Danielson a couple of weeks ago that was really good. He goes, "This is probably the two of the best matches I've seen in a while. Rick then said, but there are a lot of these kids, a lot of these guys out there right now that are trying to do too much that are trying to do more than they probably should be doing. He then said, and some of them are dumbasses. I'm like, what did he say? He goes, when are you ever taught that the baby face gets up before the heel, especially after the heel slams you off of a big move? You have all these, he said, you have all these guys trying to go super fast, and then you get slammed off a big move and don't even sell it. Just jump right back up before the heel that, that slammed you even gets up. I'm like, oh, Rick's not wrong there. Like, He's like, these, these guys need to learn to sell better. He's like, it's all about selling and spreading things out. He's like, and some of these guys just like to go way too fast. He's like, it's very impressive. He's like, but, it, and then he goes, but it's nothing Steamboat couldn't have done back in the day. Nothing that if I didn't try hard enough, I couldn't have done back in the day. Rick over here saying he's going to do a shooting star press back in the 80s. Was that really in style back then? I don't know. I mean, there was like the moon salt and the flying elbow, but that's about it off the top rope. Maybe like a, a drop kick off the top
1: rope. I'll have to go back and watch watch some of that stuff.
0: But yeah, Rick was like, he's like, they're dumbasses. No one's selling properly. Like when he goes, he goes. When is the babyface supposed to get up before the heel? Especially when the heel slams the babyface with the big move, and they get up before the guy that did the move to them. Like, you got to sell. They're dumbasses. I laughed so hard when he said that. And then, um, trying to think if there's anything else. They reminisced because him and Dave are, are friends. And they've hung out in the past. They reminisced on some stories there. But yeah, I know Rick did a couple of interviews yesterday. This is the only one I've heard or listened to. I know the PW Insider one is a written interview. It is not an audio or video interview. But yeah. Some of the takeaways are, it's a two-year deal for Rick. It came together very last minute. And Rick said between his cannabis and his energy drink, he's making three times as much money as he ever made in wrestling, which is crazy to think. Honestly, good for him, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As we move forward onto some WWE news, we have a potential spoiler. For WWE Crown Jewel tomorrow, as Mike Johnson over at PW Insider does write the following: As we noted yesterday, Kyrie Sane was placed back on WWE's roster yesterday afternoon. Now, before we go any further, there's some there's some controversy with this one. Russell votes first comes online and says, "Hey, Kyrie Sane has been added to the internal roster list within WWE." Cool. Mike Johnson then comes online and says. That's not true. We've reached out, and we're told that Kyrie Sane is not on any list in WWE. Then, WrestleVotes comes back and goes, no, Kyrie Sane is on the official miscellaneous list that lists people like The Undertaker, Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and Steve Austin. He said there are 18 names on this list, and she is number 18 right now. So the miscellaneous list means you're signed with the company, but you're not on a specific brand as a wrestler at this moment. Because Titus O'Neil's also on this list. Then Mike Johnson comes back online and goes, oh, as of 2 p.m. this afternoon, Thursday, Kyrie has been added back to the list. Yeah, okay. Now you're just backtracking because you tried to prove somebody wrong when you were wrong to prove them wrong. in this, that. Anyways, Johnson writes, quote, the word making the rounds this morning, Friday, among talent is that Sane may be returning as soon as tomorrow's Crown Jewel pay-per-view. The expectation among those we've spoken to in Japan is that Sane will be stateside this month. So, yeah. Also, Grayson Waller is no longer listed for the live events this weekend. There's a rumor going around that him and Miz may have a segment on Crown Jewel tomorrow. So, yeah. Two spoilers. Possible spoilers right there. Kyrie Sane may return. Which, if she is going to return, I would assume EO retains the woman's title and then Kyrie comes out there to challenge her. That's just what I would think. And then the possible Grayson Waller Ms. segment. What do you think of
1: those two potential spoilers for the show tomorrow? So, the Kyrie one is interesting to me. I can honestly see her maybe challenging EO or. If, if not her being in the ring, I can just totally see her just being in the crowd. Be like, be like hey, Kairi Sane's back in WWE. I feel like they're not going to bring her to Saudi just for her to sit in the crowd, though. That's the whole
0: thing, though. If it was in the United States, then yeah. But I don't think they're bringing her to Saudi just for her to sit in the crowd. Vince is going to be there. He's going to be there just sitting in the back. So that's the new thing going around over the last couple of days. Vince and Ari Emanuel might be there. But also, a Miz-Grayson Waller segment, that'd be interesting. Do they throw a legend in there? Because every time we see Grayson Waller on these pay-per-views, he's working with somebody that's a legend, like Cena
1: and, and others and stuff. What do you think he'd work, work with if, if he works with like another legend?
0: Could be Taker, because Taker's already gone to Saudi this week. I don't know if he's still there or even went home and came back. I don't know. But Taker was in Saudi last weekend for the... Tyson Fury fight. I'm mostly trying to think. Ray, maybe? I don't know. Well, Ray's got a match. He's got the US title match, so he's ready booked for something. Oh, yeah. I don't um, know. That's an interesting one. Maybe it's no legend. Think- maybe there is no legend, and it's just him and Miz doing something.
1: Maybe, maybe he does, like, a show with Miz and then maybe, like, someone comes out and just attacks them both. Maybe.
0: Uh, but as we move forward, Dragon Lee has signed a new contract with WWE. This actually comes after the news of his brother Drillistico has signed a new contract, an official contract with AEW earlier this week as well. But as far as Dragon Lee does go, this does come from Joseph Courier of F4W Online as he writes the following. With this call-up to SmackDown, Dragon Lee has officially signed a new deal for the main roster in WWE. In the newest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reports that Lee signed a new main roster deal last week. Lee made a SmackDown in-ring debut last month and was added to the SmackDown roster page on WWE's website. Meltzer wrote, quote, Dragon Lee signed his new main roster deal last week. Basically, it made it worth it for him to have signed the NXT deal rather than the offered AEW deal. As noted, he went to people who knew the U.S. scene who told him he'd be lost in the shuffle in all elite wrestling. Previously, people would have said not to go to WWE given their track record with all the wrestlers who come from Mexico besides Alberto Del Rio. If you think about it, other than like Rey and Del Rio, everybody else that's come from Mexico has either been just not used well at all or used as a side character, like a sidekick or whatever, just random. So, yeah, there are big plans for Dragon Lee. I don't know if it's Triple H that sees the big plans or if it's somebody else that sees the big plans in him, but basically when Dragon Lee signed, his manager was like, oh, no, they told us he'll be on the main roster in less than a year, and that's the case. He's on the main roster in October. He signed in December. So they... WWE is living up to their end of the commitment here with Dragon Lee, which is crazy to see.
1: I mean... Any thoughts? So, so right now he's on SmackDown. My only issue with him being on SmackDown is a lot of people are going to assume he's going to be part of the LWO, which I hope they don't. Right. Which I know a lot of people will think it's cool, but I just think he'd benefit more as his own man. True. Because, I mean, they brought back Kalito, and he's LWO. Like, I wish Carlito wasn't.
0: He was his own thing, but yeah. Dragon Lee, keep him away from the LWO. They do want to make a big Latin American, Mexican star. I don't think that's going to be Santos Escobar, but I do think it can be Dragon Lee. I do think Dragon Lee can be their next Rey Mysterio. Rey said he's only got about a year left, and then he's going to retire, retire. So they need somebody that they can market to the Mexican fans, the Latin American fans. And so maybe that's Dragon Lee. Maybe they see Dragon Lee as a big, big star, sell those masks all over the world and go
1: from there. That'd be cool if they sold like Dragon Lee masks. Right. I know they do that with Ray. Mm-hmm. I can't even. I know they sold Sin Cara masks back in the day when he was part of the. I WWE. heard those did really well. My son had a Sin, Sin Cara Google. mask. I, I wanted one when I was a kid, but I never got one. Yeah, you got him one at Walmart. they was just one of the like the plastic ones. Yeah, Sin Cara ones did pretty well. The Ray ones obviously do pretty oh, well. Yeah. The Kane, the Kane ones back in the day did good, too. Oh, yeah, the Kane one. Like Kane still wears a mask sometimes when he does meet and greets. Right. I'm trying to think, who else in WWE did they sell
0: masks for? Really, those are like the big three masked wrestlers in WWE. am trying to think. I think that's about it. Kane, Sin Cara. What, Undertaker? Oh, when he had the broken... Um, when you wear the uh, Phantom like- of the Opera mask? Yeah. I don't remember them selling those. Did they? I think they sell I think they sell those right now on WWE Shop. Oh, the Fiend mask too. Like, you know, shop. The Fiend mask. I don't know if I've seen those at like a Walmart. They could have sold them at Walmart, but I don't know if I've seen them there.
1: I know they got them on shop. The kid one and the good one. And what about that... Uh- the mask that Bray Wyatt had when he, like, first returned, like, in his return entrance. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if they ever sold that one. I know it's on WWE Shop, but I don't think they had him at Walmart or anything. I think it was just one of those things you can only get on either WWE Shop or at, at one of those, like, merch stands at, like, shows. Oh,
0: Mankind Mask. They sold Mankind Masks. I'm looking on WWE's website. Right now you can get a Kane mask. You can get a mankind mask. You can get an Uncle Howdy mask. There's two different versions of the ray mask. There's an Oscar Kabuki mask. The fiend. Um there's three different versions of the cane mask depending on You can get a kids cane mask for $7.49.
1: It's the plastic one and then there's a lily mask as well. Oh, what about the Sting The Sting one where they have that Sting face paint mask? Oh, WWE did sell that one for a while. I never saw it in
0: stores, though, just on shop. Also, they still have the goddamn Nikki ASH mask on sale. You can get one for $3.79, or you can get one with tails on it for, oh, no, that's the, the tie. So you can get one that's just the eyes and a little band that goes with a rubber band, or you can get one that's the eyes and the, t- the tie for $7.59. Yeah, they still got the... Nikki ASA, they really discounted that. It went from $25 to
1: $8. What about the uh, Ultimate Warrior like face paint mask? I
0: don't know if I ever saw those. I know they sold... Mm-hmm. I never saw them for sale. I've seen people wear them, but I've never seen where to get them. So that's way before my day. But I have seen case- because... The last time Ultimate Warrior was in a WWE ring, he was wearing one of them. It's one of the little plastic ones. And he cut that yeah. promo after WrestleMania 30. And like, and he passed away like two days later. Since Saturday says, what about the hurricane mask? I never saw those for sale. I never saw no, I, people wearing I either them. I for sale either. I, I haven't seen them either. Yeah, that's one because now I'm trying to. Now we're now we're going down a rabbit hole here of thinking about different. All right, now I'm going to Google something. Uh, masked. WWE wrestlers. Here's all the different people that have worn masks in WWE. Vader. Never saw the Vader mask for sale. At least not by WWE. Uh, Owen Hart and the blue blazer. Never saw that mask for sale.
2: Um, Did they ever have a doink the clown mask? I assume they might have.
1: I don't know. I know someone that has like an Iron Sheik face mask. Yeah, I see a, I see a Doink the Clown mask here, but I don't know if it's official from
0: WWE or not. But I'm just trying to look at all the different wrestlers that were in WWE that wore masks. Oh, oh I have seen at Walmart before the Gold Dust mask. It's a face paint of Gold Dust. This was more like when he teamed with Cody and stuff. So not like 90s gold dust, but mid-2000s gold dust. I have seen those ones on sale, the the plastic ones. But, yeah, I think those are all the ones that I can think of as far as masks do go. yeah, Dragon Lee has signed... Begin back to the original story here. Dragon Lee has signed a new contract with WWE, a main roster deal. And basically, it's you go to NXT, you take that little money deal there, but then you're going to get to the main roster and make more money there than you were going to make in AEW. So, boom, bang, bong. Because originally, the r- reports were that he's going to go to WWE, he's going to move his family to Florida. And he's going to take an AEW money deal, which is not a lot of money. With the hopes of making it to the main roster and getting a main roster deal. They said that the reports early on was if he would have signed with AEW, it would have been more money initially. But if he makes it to the main roster, then that's going to be more money than the AEW deal would have been. So wait it out and go from there. They told him less than a year and they they upheld their end of the bargain. He's on the main roster in what, nine months, eight months, 10, no, 10 months.
2: So, very cool.
0: As we move forward, speaking of Friday Night SmackDown, one Friday Night SmackDown wrestler is expected to return next week. According to a new report from Mike Johnson a PW Insider, he reports that AJ Styles is slated to return, to next, return on next week's Friday Night SmackDown, The Fallout, from Crown Jewel. It's unclear exactly what the plans are for AJ Styles, but he is... Reportedly slated to return to television next week. Now remember, last time we saw him, the bloodline beat his ass and they sent him away in an ambulance. They did a quote injury angle. And also, apparently they're gonna there's gonna be a, a big push for AJ upon his return. That's all we know. Not much to that. So maybe, maybe Roman's not working survivor series. That's the word. Maybe. He works. AJ works some stuff with the bloodline over the next month or so and then he challenges Roman at Royal Rumble for the title? I mean, who else is going to challenge Ro- Roman next after LA Knight? Build up AJ.
1: Yeah, I, th- I feel like it should be AJ because I can't really think of anything anyone else that could really challenge Roman in the meantime. I know the rumor for Royal Rumble might be Kevin Owens. I've heard that one, yes so maybe what's after Survivor Series is it Royal Rumble? Royal Rumble there's no December pay-per-view as of right now
0: you would think well yeah no there isn't one because tickets would be on sale by now if there was because if we go to WWE's website we go to tickets
2: Survivor Series Royal Rumble Elimination Chamber so yeah no. Huh. Yep. Survivor series Royal Rumble Eliminus Chamber of Mania. And then Bash of Berlin. But that's August, so that's way out.
1: Bash but, of Berlin should be fun. Right? Give me give me Gunther vs. Dragon off for that. For I was that thinking show. the same thing. So yeah. AJ's coming back next lot, week. Go for it. I know a lot of people kept making graphics online. Saying, like, Dragonoff versus Gunther for Bash of Berlin. Right. If Gunther is still the IC champion, make that your IC championship match and have Dragonoff win. Ooh, that'd be crazy.
2: Just
0: imagine how nuts the fans would be. Right. But as we move forward, some non-WWE news here. Ronda Rousey was actually announced recently for a wrestling revolver show in Los Angeles. And the Wrestling Revolver owner, Sammy Callahan, actually spoke on this with Busted Open Radio, stating, quote, I fell into that one. I'm not going to take credit for that. That is some mastermind plan that I went, you know what? This is going to be the thing. We're going to run LA on only two days, two and a half weeks notice. No, it's something I fell into. Because of my relationship with other people. And people putting myself over to Rhonda. This is a guy you want to work with. This is a guy we want to do this with. Rhonda wanted to do this for charity. She wants to do something for the Hawaiian Relief Fund. Her husband is from Hawaii, which I didn't know that. And this is a charity she holds near, very near and dear to her heart. As soon as it was brought up to me, I was like, absolutely. That is something I want to be involved, involved with because that money will actually go to help people. Basically, that's how it was. Ronda wanted to do a wrestling show for charity. People close to her knew Sammy Callahan, went to Sammy Callahan and said, hey, can you run a show out here in LA for charity? And he said, sure. There we go. And it's getting a lot of big buzz on Wrestling Revolver that usually just runs in like the Iowa area. The main event of the show is going to be Ronda Rousey and Marina Shafir against Athena and Billy Starks. I think that match could actually be pretty good. Oh, yeah. So that's just a little quick hit there that I wanted to bring up before we get into our WWE Crown Jewel predictions. Give me one second to pull something up on the screen here, and then we'll go from there. Um. So let's do this. Let's do this.
2: Boom, bang, bing,
0: bada, boom, here we go. Tomorrow night, or actually tomorrow morning or afternoon or whatever, is the WWE Crown Jewel Premium Live Event from Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. With that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches have officially been announced for the show, seven on the main card, and a kickoff show match. We're getting the kickoff show match back in WWE. And with that... Luke and I, excuse me, are going to give you our predictions as far as who we think are going to come out victorious at Crown Jewel. So First off, on the kickoff show, we do know that it's going to be Sami Zayn taking on J.D. McDonough. Uh, Do we really need a prediction for this one? Who do you think is going to win? I say Sami Zayn. Yeah. Sami Zayn goes out and picks up the big victory. No-brainer. There we go. As we move on to the main card of the show, we do know that it's going to be John Cena against Solo Sokoa. John Cena's over here going, it's been like 2,000 days since I won a, a live uh, singles match on television, and I need to get a big win. And so they set him up with Solo. Honestly, I can see this match going either way.
1: But I think... see, Go for it, go for it. See, this, this is a little bit of a toughie for me because, like... Personally, I don't want to see Solo lose. Honestly, I don't. Re- I don't really want to see either guy lose. If I'm being completely honest with you, but
2: true.
1: I feel I really want like Solo to win because like John Cena, you know, he's one of those guys where like if you beat him, it it shouldn't really affect him that much. But I don't know. I'm gonna have to go solo on this one. Really? I'm gonna say a, Cena. A bold, it's a bold one though, but I think but they're playing I too either way.
0: I think they're playing too hard into the whole two thousand days since a win, over two thousand days since a win. So that's why I think it could end up being Cena. But I could be wrong, you could be right. Who knows? I'll keep tabs on all this and we'll see who gets the most correct at the end. Like after tomorrow. As we move forward in another non-title match, it's Cody Rhodes against Damian Priest.
1: Cody's got to win. I think. Uh, yeah, this is a no-brainer right here. It's Cody.
0: Now, here's a super prediction that I'm going to give you. Cody wins. And then we're going back to like WrestleMania 31 here. Mr. Money in the Bank loses, but stands tall at the end of the night when he cashes in that briefcase. Just like Seth Rollins lost to Randy Orton and then stood tall at the end of the night when he cashed in his briefcase. Could we see that? Could we see that?
2: What else is this Maybe, goddamn
0: guy going to cash in?
1: Unless, like, someone, like, wins the briefcase off of him, like, in a singles match. They ain't doing that again. They just did that with Miz two years ago. I don't know. You could be right. I, I honestly don't know. I think Damien loses... Everyone thinks,
0: just like with Seth, oh, he's done for the night. He's gone. He's whatever. And then he shows up at the end of the show and cashes in. I think that's the way we go.
1: So you think Seth and uh, Drew's going to be the main event then?
0: Oh, crap. I didn't think about it like that. Uh, Yes. If that's the route, if if my prediction stands as Damien cashing in, yes. Moving on two title matches on the show. First off, we do know that the WWE Women's Championship will be on the line when Io Sky defends against Bianca Belair. You know, they spoke about earlier. Kai was saying could be coming back tomorrow. I think Io retains.
1: Yeah, I, I think they're going to keep the belt on Io a lot longer. Yeah. It just cuz I, I feel it, like you can I feel it. like you can do more with like Io holding the belt like a lot longer. I feel like they can do more with her as champion. Bianca already had
0: her good title reign earlier this year and coming out of last year, and so I think you don't need to move back to Bianca. I mean, it'd be good publicity for her Hulu show. Hey, I'm the champion right now. Also, go watch my show on Hulu, but I don't think it's needed. I think EO does retain the title. Also, Fonzie, go check our YouTube channel. We have a video of the stage on our YouTube channel right now. But As we move forward, The other women's championship will be on the line. The women's world championship will be on the line in a fatal five-way match as Rhea Ripley defends against Nia Jax, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, and Zoe
1: Stark. Who you got? So this is an interesting one because I can honestly see us going either way. Like I can see like, like, let's say Raquel win and, but like, her like pinning someone like a Zoe or a Shayna. So that way you can still keep Rhea looking strong. But I still don't think they take the belts off Rhea quite yet. So I'm going to say Rhea retains. Yep. Mommy is always on top. That's what I'm going to say. Rhea retains the
0: belt. I think if anybody is going to win this other than Rhea, it's going to be Nia Jax just because they want to see the fan reaction. And then fans are going to lose their mind if, say, Nia pins Shayna or Zoe or something. All, all I'm going to say is if Rhea doesn't win, she's not getting pinned. That's for sure. Which is why I'm like, crap, I think there's a good, good, good chance Rhea is not winning. Why else would they book the five-way? They got to keep Rhea strong. But I think my prediction is Rhea. But there's just this little voice in the back of my head going, It's a multi-person match for a reason. Rhea's not getting pinned, but losing her belt. So, you know what? Screw it. My prediction is Nia Jax. I'm still keeping with Rhea. Moving forward as we look on to our next title match here. The WWE United States Championship will be on the line. Rey Mysterio Defends against Logan Paul. Take this one first. Logan Paul. New U.S. champion.
1: Yeah, I kind of think Logan Paul is gonna win the belt. I feel like Logan winning would be like would probably be like very good publicity for WWE. Oh, yeah. And plus, plus I who's, like, go for it. And I feel like if once he wins the belt, I'd say have him hold it till let's say Royal Rumble. And lose it to who?
0: Um the man that's gonna lose to Roman, LA Knight. I say Roman Reigns, who's defending the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship, beats LA Knight. But then LA Knight goes on another little run, wins like two, three matches, and then challenges Logan Paul and wins the U.S. Well, title.
1: That wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, LA Knight, he's obviously not winning this match. No, it's Roman. But yeah, I can. T- I just beating Logan Paul
0: for the belt. But yeah, I think our, both of us are correct in that prediction, Roman. And then finally, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line when one Seth Rollins defends against Drew McIntyre.
1: I'm torn on this say- one. Go for it! Go for it! Go for it! I say Seth retains, so that way they can go the route of, like, Drew lost, but then he has to, like, work his way back up to the top. Let's say he wins the Rumble and says, I lost to Seth at Crown Jewel. Now I want a rematch against him at Mania. I like that, actually. I actually really like that. There's something inside of me that
0: says Drew might win, but I think in the end it's going to be Seth Rollins, and then I think it's going to be Seth Rollins, but Drew... Destroys him, and then that's when Damian comes in and cashes in. That's my prediction. Seth
1: wins and doesn't walk out the the champion though. Doesn't leave the night the champion. Because if they were gonna give Drew his moment, they'd probably wait till like Mania, other than like Crown Jewel. Because like True. in that vignette, in that uh vignette they did on Raw where they're talking about like Drew weighing the belt, when the WH Championship at Mania during COVID. I feel like that might have been like a small tease that, well, he might win the belt maybe at next year's Mania.
0: Also, I wouldn't hate, I wouldn't hate this. Okay. Seth wins the title. He's beat to shit. Damien comes out, cashes in. Priest holds the title till WrestleMania. And Drew takes the title off of Damien Priest. Because remember, there's the whole tie-in there where Rhea keeps telling Drew, hey, Bloodline can help, We're not the Bloodline, the Judgment Day can help you. Join the Judgment Day. Be with us. Well, he turns down the Judgment Day. And then they go, look what happened when you turned us down. Our guys got the belt. And then we get like a long old thing going into mania of Drew and Damian Priest for the title.
1: I wouldn't hate it, but I just don't, I, I don't know if I really see Damian holding the belt till mania. You got to think it's going to be like a Roman Reigns situation where he's going to have that
0: belt and he's going to always have four people helping him retain it at all times.
1: Through, but... mm, I I, I don't know. I kind of feel like there might be something with Damian maybe against Finn at WrestleMania. I feel like someone at the Judgment Day might screw him over. Maybe. And maybe they screw him at Mania because I don't
0: see... Now, right now, he's not a full-fledged heel. But I don't see... Drew McIntyre winning the belt back when he's not this super over babyface. And if you're positioning him against the Judgment Day going into like a WrestleMania as that big babyface is going to finally topple the Judgment Day, I think that's the moment he gets. I think that's the Drew McIntyre moment we've been waiting for since WrestleMania 27. In 2020. Have him be the one to topple the Judgment Day at WrestleMania. I wouldn't hate it. With that, that is our predictions for tomorrow's WWE Crown Jewel Premium Live event. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and who you think is going to be walking out victorious from Saudi Arabia. With that, guys, that is going to wrap everything up. As far as tonight's Friday night SmackDown does go, we're going to pull up the SmackDown preview on the screen. Let's go to WWE.com. Whoops. Wrong thing
2: there. So, WWE.com.
0: And check out who we think, or what they're announcing. Now, no spoilers here. This is a spoiler-free preview. Only what WWE has listed on their website. Right now, we do know that we'll be getting a weigh-in between Rey Mysterio and Logan Paul ahead of their big match tomorrow at Crown Jewel for the U.S. title. As far as action goes, Bianca Belair will be going one-on-one with Bailey. We got a Brook match. It's the Brawling Brutes against Pretty Deadly. And then finally, there's no graphic for it here, but it's Kevin Owens against Austin Theory. These four things are the only four things that have been announced for tonight's Friday Night SmackDown. Now, spoilers are out there. If you don't want to watch it, go read the spoilers, but I will be doing a review tonight following SmackDown as well as we lead into tomorrow's Crown Jewel with that guys have a great rest of your day have a great rest of your night thank you for joining us here twitch.tv forward slash pw unlimited youtube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited and podcast services all around the globe like stitcher spotify google pod apple pod anchor iheart radio and so much more luke tell them where they can find you
1: you can find me over at twitter x at petki underscore 21 and you can also find me over at twitch at the luke petki with that guys have a great rest of your day Maybe
0: night if I don't see it night. Tomorrow, as far as Crown Jewel does go, I'm not sure when the review is going to be because i got to be... Right right when Crown Jewel starts, I'll be at my daughter's soccer game. Then in the middle of Crown Jewel, I'll be driving 30 minutes to my son's championship football game. Then I'm going to be coming home after... I don't know. I don't know how long the football game is going to be. I don't know exactly what time Crown Jewel is going to end. So I'll keep you guys updated on both the YouTube community page and on Twitter when the Crown Jewel premium live event um review will be going live on youtube and twitch so keep an eye there for more updates with that guys have a great night have a great day actually and we'll see you next time